our pleasure to welcome the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Monty Ossenfort, into the studios. Monty, thanks for making time for us. I We know how busy a time it is. For You're always busy as a GM, but right now especially, so we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, first time I've been in your studio. Exciting to be here, you know, and not on the phone with you guys. So yeah. it's, uh, it's great to be here with you guys. It's, uh, it's an exciting time for us, and, um, you know, we're ready to keep this offseason rolling here. Uh, all right, before we look forward, one thing looking back, because it occurs to me, and we've talked about this a lot, that for a four-win, five-win football team, um, you guys did a great job of laying down a new foundation, a new culture, charting a new path what did you accomplish in your perspective last season yeah I think I think the big thing Dan is a you know we wanted to put together a culture of you know really the expectations for not only our players for our coaches for our staff um, you know, it, we, we went into the offseason last year looking for a certain type of player, um, and we feel like we added a good group of rookie players. And, you know, that continued with our staff working with the players that were already here and the new players that we brought in. And we felt like we made progress. We made progress um, schematically. We made pro- progress culturally. Um, and really, I think at this point, everyone in our organization knows what's expected of them from, you know, from staff all the way down to players. And, and that's a big step. And that's that's a big step for us. And, you know, I think the the results last year didn't always show, but we do feel like we did make progress in terms of the, the competitive nature of our team. And, and we feel like we were in uh, most, if not all, the games we played. And so we felt like we started off with a good foundation to build into going to the next year. Yeah, I, I think the hallmark of the 2023 Cardinals, and, and Bick mentioned it, only four wins to show for it. But around the league, people noticed this team plays really hard. Maybe you're not going to win the game, but you're, you're going to know you played the Arizona Cardinals. I'm curious, uh, and you said that certain type of player you're looking for, uh, how much of that uh, you know bleeds down to the, the coaching staff? It's got to be a, you know a, a full team effort to get that kind of buy-in, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that starts with communication um, among our staff, and we just we have to lay out exactly uh, the type of players that we're looking for: mature, accountable, dependable players that. That really the 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 thing that's at the top of their list and top of all of our lists is is winning, and that's that's what it all boils down to. And and when we win and when we have success, that's when uh, personal success comes, you know, with that. And so, you know, I think having that clear communication with the entire staff and and making that known to players of what the expectations are and and laying out just how that each person's role leads into us being successful. You know, I think I think that is all wrapped up, and that that's whether we're talking about players, starters backups but it's staff it's coaching mm-hmm. it's scouts it's trainers it's it's the entirety of the football operations and so you know the more that we can clearly communicate that vision uh that's when that's when we establish what we refer to as a culture now it now this is kind of your time to shine um outside of the season you've got free agency and of course you've got the draft you've got a lot of capital in that draft outline how are you are looking at this process do you expect to be active in free agency are you going to use one to supplement the other with a broad base look at what your what your viewpoint is going forward. Yeah, and I think I think this offseason has been, you know, it's been it's been refreshing since you know, last year was such a whirlwind. You know, everything was new and um, I had really been here for about a month last year and we were a couple weeks into having JG on board and so, you know, we were trying to play catch up and we were, you know, trying to implement processes. And so this year, you know, really the timeline of everything that we've been doing has been in place. So, you know, last week we had a week of our out of town scouts were in and we had our week of draft meeting. 
meetings. This week, um, this morning, actually, I'm going to go in. We're going to finish up unrestricted free agency meeting with, with the coaches. Next week, we'll be in Indianapolis. So, you know, our processes and timelines are now laid out in the order that they should be it should be laid out in. And so, you know, we have there's a couple there's multiple different times during the year for roster construction and times to improve our roster. And two of the biggest are coming up here in the next couple months. First with free agency, and second with the draft. And so, you know, ultimately the the draft has got to be where we build and where this team forms the foundation of what we're going to be moving forward. It's it's the the place where we get the most swings at it, and we we get to pick and choose the players that we want. Um, free agency is also another big area where we are definitely going to be active in free agency. You know, what does that mean? You know, I, I can't spell that out for you right now. I don't know what that means, like, because we don't completely control that, right? Uh, there's, there's a market and there's players that we think are going to be available right now that two weeks from now are not going to be available. So, you know, free agency is full of unknowns in that respect. And also, you know, there's, there's dangers in free agency, you know, the free agency, uh, the nature of free agency is, uh, it's, you end up overpaying and mm-hmm. that's, that's how it works. And uh-huh. It's full of, uh, there's full of mistakes. Now that's not to say that there's not there's not things that you can fix there. Right. And so we are going to take our chances and there will be times where we uh, find ways to supplement our roster, but ultimately we're going to build this team and and what we're going to be moving forward. We're going to build this thing through the draft. Monty Austin Ford, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, our guest here during newsmakers week, you said, you know, a lot of work to be done, obviously in terms of this doorstep of, of roster construction, but you can go on any website around the country and see Arizona Cardinals list of needs. How do you see the list of needs as the, architect of this team yeah I mean you know like we have a lot of needs we do and that's uh you know that's a, a product of just the nature of the NFL every year there's turnover on the roster um you know we have our own group of free agents that we have to work on bringing back and uh you know we have to see if there's other free agents out there that we think would be a better fit for us moving forward so you know I do think that hey we have plenty of room for improvement um you know to say specifically you know I, I'd say uh we're, we're never going to turn down good players. And so like, I don't think we're in a position right now to say, Hey, we're just going to target this. We're going to target that. We're going to go look at talented players that fit what we're trying to do both culturally and also on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our, our list of needs is good players that fit us. I thought uh, your quarterback, Kyler Murray took a lot of strides last year. I think people who have seen him from day one saw the, the, the mental maturity, the process that is taking place, uh, the, the trust that he has in you guys, the ability to play the position under center. What is your evaluation of him now going into this season? How permanent is that? What, what do you make of what you have at quarterback right now? Yeah, I think from the from the day I got here, I mean, I've been nothing but impressed with Kyler. Um, Kyler, the way that he attacked his rehab last year, um, in this time of year, in the off season, to the springtime when he was continuing his rehab, and he was and he was at the same time balancing that with the mental part of the game and learning in the classroom, even though he couldn't be out on the grass, and that continued through training camp and the first half of last season, and then ultimately to getting him back out on the field last year, where you know, especially the you know the last eight games he played, particularly with those last four games, you know, really stepped up and showed what Kyler can do. I mean, he's a he's a very talented player that, that it's a dual threat with his arm and his legs, um, puts a lot of stress on the defense. Um, you know, so I would say just from him, 
I've, I've been nothing but impressed with what he has done in our building, and it, it continues to right now. Kyler's in the building right now every day, working, continuing to rehab. I mean, that, that was a tough injury that he came mm-hmm. back from. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard, and especially on someone like Kyler who relies on his legs, you know, that, that takes a while to get there mentally. And so, you know, there's usually, a, with those types of injuries, you know, players come back a year later, but really the big jump that they come back from is that second year. Um, that is still, you know, we kind of gloss over, oh, it's an ACL, he'll be back. Like, that is a hard, that is a hard injury to come back from, both physically and maybe even more so mentally. So, you know, we're looking forward to what Kyler can even grow upon what he did last year, but extremely happy we have Kyler right now and moving forward. Cardinals GM Monty Ford, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Fourth overall pick in the draft. An area of need is wide receiver. It's a good wide receiver draft. I'd love to get your thoughts, Monty, on the guys at the top of this class, Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors. Yeah, I mean, I think all three of those guys are very talented players, you know, and I think, um, you know, we're sitting there at four. Um, you know, obviously it's not – we don't like being at four, right? We don't mm-hmm. want to be at four again. And unfortunately, uh, we're at four this year, but that also provides opportunities, right? And so, you know, we're going to sit there and we're going to, whether it's a wide receiver who those three – Three guys that you mentioned are all three very talented players. There's no question. Um, you know, we're gonna we we look at every position in the draft, and we're going to um, we're we're in the middle of that process right now, and we'll get more time to spend with those guys and and all the players at the combine next week. I'm really excited for that week. Um, but what we're gonna you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna evaluate the entirety of the draft, and we're gonna make the best decision when it comes to that pick. Whether that's you know I think we showed last year you know our propensity is to. When that phone rings, we're going to listen, mm-hmm. and so we're going to have an opportunity to sit there and and pick who we deem to be the the you know worthy of the fourth pick, or you know we're going to and if the phone rings and somebody's got an offer for us to move up to move back, like those are all things that we're going to consider. There are so many ways to miss on a draft pick. You know that being in the industry, you can you can overthink things. You can look at too much data. You can you know fail to project properly. What do you focus on when you get into this process now and you? and you've got these swings of the bat, what, what is it that is foundational to you to avoid making those misses? Yeah. And I think, I think with that, it's, uh, I mean, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I'm, I'm going to bat a thousand, you know, from draft picks and it's just not reality. There's just, it's just not going to happen. And so, you know, I think with, with anything, um, we always talk about it is any player evaluation that we're trying to do. It's, it's a, it's a pie, right? And so, there's a bunch of different things that go into each piece of that pie. And I'd say the vast majority of that is always going to go back to the game tape. Okay. And so that's ultimately it's going to go back to, Hey, what does this guy do when he's actually playing football? Now there's a lot of other things that we use to paint the picture of the player. There's um, there's the combine workouts. There's the pro day workouts. There's the interview with the player. When we get to sit down and and talk to him, when our coaches get to sit down and talk to him, Um, there's the medical, which is a huge piece. And so really what we're trying to do is we're trying to fill in that pie with all these pieces and we're probably two thirds of the way there right now. We'll fill in most of that next couple weeks in the combine and through the pro day process. And then really the month of April is then we take a step back and we look at it in totality and we have all these pieces and we try to uh, make the best decision that we can based on all the information that we collected. And we try to get our you know, our, the pulse of what the player is and their makeup and, and what they just, how they're going to be if they're in our building every day. Um, and you know, that's not easy. That's not easy to do. And so, you know, we're going to try to paint that picture of what we think each player is. And then at the end 
of the day and make the best decision. Real quick, though, how do you know what guy is going to fight in December when he's on a bad team? How? Because a lot of people always say, I want the guys that love football. How do you really know? Yep, and I think that goes back to – are they showing it on the tape? Okay, because you can say you can sit across from me and tell me anything you want to do, mm-hmm. but in the end, are you doing it on the tape? And then when we meet the player and when we sit across from them, does that match what they're telling us? Does that match what they said they're doing on the tape? Yeah. And so, if those two match, you know we're rolling and we feel good. <laughs> if those don't match, yeah. gotcha. we got some more work to do. Before we let you go, one more rewind question. Uh, going back to your first year at the helm of this organization, Monty, is there a moment that you're most proud of, uh, a fond memory, or just something that the team accomplished that you you took into the offseason as a real point of pride? Yeah, and I think you know there's there's nothing in this business that that beats winning. Mm-hmm. And so I would say any one of those fi- four victories that we had, particularly those those victories in um, in December, Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. yeah, when we had two good uh-huh. wins there in Pittsburgh and uh-huh. Philly, and you know winning winning football games, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, there is a lot that goes into it from a lot of different people, from the, the number of hours that go into from players to coaches to staff, and ultimately goes into three hours on Sunday to de- deem whether we were successful or not. And so anytime that we were able to walk off that field, uh, that that is a testament to what our staff has done, mm-hmm. what our players have done, and ultimately we're trying to do that much more next year yeah. in 2024 than what we did in 2023. Monty, thanks again yeah. so much for uh, you, making man. the time for us at a busy time for you, and hopefully we can chat again real soon. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thank Love you. to do it again. Monty Osenfort, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, our guest during Newsmakers Week.